Welcome to another episode of To A To B or Not To A To B. Um, still on thoracic, we're going to talk about sort of three groups of diseases today, which are antigen slash exposure related ones, isinophilic lung disease, and vasculitis or vasculitic lung disease. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start with. I think that's quite a lot, but yeah. Exposure related. Yeah. What are you thinking about? HSP. Or? Uh, or your pneumoconioses. Which encompasses? Uh, silicosis and coal workers' lung and asbestosis. Great. Let's start with HSP. What do you want to tell me about it? I want to tell you that it's actually really common. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's like a... a exaggerated immune response to some sort of inhaled uh, allergen. So what's the clinical history likely going to be? So kind of asthma Or like a recent fairly long exposure to like an antigen. So isn't this just the bird called? Oh, is it? Yeah. Bird fancier's lung? Yeah. Is it? I think that could be this. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, yeah, bird proteins. Oh, very um, good. So that kind of classic clinical scenario. Okay. In rest. Yeah, yeah. Um, three phases. Uh, acute, subacute, chronic. Okay, and what are they each characterised by? Um, so acute is when you get in terms of imaging. Or you can say both. I think acute is ground glass. Yeah, so non-specific ground glass or consolidation, plus one other thing might be present. Mm, bronchial thickening? No. Nodules? Ill-defined central lobular nodules. Okay. Subacute. <laughs> There's something wrong with your nose. No, I've got a cut, sorry. <laughs> uh, subacute. Bit of reticular thickening, maybe? No? Oh, I don't know. Central lobular ground glass nodules. How's that Mostly, different to ground glass nodules? We had said before central lobular nodules. Now these nodules are more ground glassy, which I think is. Okay. And mosaic attenuation and generalised ground glass. Had you said that? No. no. Sorry, I don't understand the difference between ill-defined central lobular nodules and nodules. <laughs> <laughs> because ill-defined, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, I hadn't noticed that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm being smaller. pedantic. I'm yeah. being pedantic. It doesn't matter. I like that. Uh, mosaic attenuation, I think, yeah. is the vibe, isn't and then, it? In terms of the ge- geographic thing, what's the classic thing that they describe it as? Geographic? Is, are you oh. talking about the disgusting thing I don't like yeah. talking about? No. I don't want to but discuss that. I don't want to discuss that in our podcast. It. It's disgusting. Ugh. It's like pate. Do you like pate? Yeah, I don't mind pate. Very similar. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it being called the pate sign. Head cheese. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's disgusting. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what head cheese... Yeah, so it's basically yeah. like a whole amalgam of uh, normal lung, really bad lung, and in-between lung. Exactly. <laughs> Combination. Disgusting. Um, but I think it's like classic. It's yeah, And yeah. then chronic. Chronic. You can get some honeycombing. Yeah, so more like upper lower predominant pulmonary fibrosis. Um, this doesn't describe. Oh, it does describe. It's not common. Oh. Okay, I mean, um, upper lower predominant pulmonary fibrosis. Which is why it was not a differential for that case. Okay. Yeah. 
then you can get the central lobular nodules, ground glass, mosaic attenuation. And then fibrotic change. So it's got a spectrum. You. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, unlike IPF, honeycombing is not common, but when present may evolve the upper lobes. Aha! If there is relative sparing of the basis, chronic hypersensitivity is more likely than UIP. Love that. Great. Move on. Move on. Uh, hang on, let me tell you about oh, it yeah, from uh, Crack the Core. It says, it's common, it's caused by inhaled organic antigens, acute, subacute, chronic, most of the time it's imaged in the subacute phase. Okay. Uh, patchy so in subacute. Patchy mosaic attenuation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so it says here, subacute patchy ground glass opacities, ill-defined central lobular ground glass nodules, mosaic perfusion air trapping, chronic looks like UIP and air trapping. Um, so you have traction bronchiectasis air trapping. Oh, it says here buzzword is head cheese. Chronic. Oh well, here it's fine. I mean, so, it looks really bad. I guess for me, guess what I took from that chronic it was the fibrotic element. Same. Yeah, fine. That's all I have. Okay. Next. So you've already told me um, the the types of pneumoconiosis. Yes. We're going to divide those into if they're upper or lower lobe predominant. Do you know? Um, could I just interject briefly? Yeah. I actually wasn't listening to that question at all because okay. I've remembered also. <laughs> something about HSP. Uh, well, something about the difference between HSP and uh, the pneumoconiosis. Okay. HSP is inhalation of organic. And these are inorganic. These are inorganic. Yeah. I feel like they put that in a question and I'd be like, what? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Fine. Sorry. So Ask up. me that question again. No, that's <laughs> so in, we've already said the types of pneumoconiosis. Yes. And I want you to divide them to me, for me, according to if they're upper lobe or lower lobe predominant. Ooh. So, uh, upper lobe is your coal worker's lung and your silicosis, but your asbestosis, that is lower lobe predominant. Yeah. And why is it lower lobe predominant? Because the asbestos lumps are heavy. They're too large to be removed by the alveolar macrophages and the lymphatic system. In my head, they're larger, actually, so think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, fine. So I think we know what they're um, due for, like, caused by. It's in the name. Yeah. Uh, characteristics. <laughs> now, I struggle with this a bit. Just run me through it rather than me just so guessing. So silicosis, there's, like, one classic thing. I think it's a classic question thing. It's, like, a buzzword. Ooh. Um, is you can see it, something going on with nodes. Any idea? Eggshell calcification. Yes, very good. Um, other you. causes of eggshell calcification. Ooh. Treated lymphoma. I think that might be calcified. Fine. Not sure if it's, but yes. I don't know. And another S. Sarcoid? Yes. Oh, fine. It's always sarcoid, isn't it? Yeah, and then there's for generalised calcification in nodes, there's a longer list, but I think specifically. Eggshell, really nice. I'm remembering this. Okay. Um, very good, and um, much more common in silicosis than coal workers. That's the eggshell, sorry. Okay. Uh, and what what is one of the complications of both of these? Not being able to breathe. Large conglomerate masses. Oh, you get the big masses in the ap apices. Fibrotic masses, yeah. Yeah. Um, They've got like a funny name, like massive mass or something. P massive fibrosis, something like that. No, I think you're are you thinking about um, one of the plural 
masses, no? No, no. I thought that the you get these big masses, but then they can also be called a progressive massive fibrosis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Okay, and they give you an increased risk of lung cancer and big time. What do I want to get? And TB. And then apparently Kaplan syndrome. Oh, that's with rheumatoid. Or silicosis or co-workers in pneumoconiosis. Huh? It can be in rheumatoid and either... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to have one of them and rheumatoid. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. 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 And what would you see? Uh, so this is when you get, you like, funny nodules in the upper lobes. Uh, and I'm not quite well, sure... Well, you get funny nodules in the upper lobes anyway Yeah. in these two. But I think when it's Kaplan syndrome, your rheumatoid nodules are superimposed on those nodules. Yeah. I mean, I've tried to look it up. It's not that classical. I think it is talked about. Fine. Catlands. Yeah. Very good. And then the other one? Asbestosis. Predominantly. Lower lobes. Uh, An important clue seen in asbestosis is evidence of asbestos exposure. So pleural plaques, calcification. Um, that's it. It can be due to other things. But Does it just look ground glassy or doesn't see? So unlike the other CT appearance and distribution advanced asbestosis may be indistinguishable from UIP. <laughs> Fine. Okay. If you see the plural plaques, then. Yeah. Which, so, in fairness, I saw UIP. that today a UIP case with plural plaques, and I just described it as two separate things, but actually, it's just asbestosis. Interesting. Interesting. Go back and. <laughs> right. Fine. Good. Next. Um, I'm just going to check. Yeah, good idea. Um, we're fine. Sorry. Um, is that him? No. No, one. fine. So we're now moving on to isenophilic lung disease, which we divide into two things, which are <laughs> lofflers, which is don't know simple, uh, and then there's chronic eosinophilic. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know anything about them? No, I can't remember reading this. I can't really either. So I'm just going to read. <laughs> um, so the simple loffler syndrome. Yeah. Characterized by transient and migratory areas of focal consolidation. Wait, sorry, sorry, I've been naughty. We must start with pathology. Thank you. I was about to be like, whoa. So you get eosinophils in the in the in the in the place in the gang in the party and the indecision. Yeah, what are they doing there? Naughty. Um, so then when it's simple, characterised by transient and migratory areas of focal consolidation. Which is weird. Weird. Yeah. Bit classic to differentiate it from chronic. Yeah. Key. Um, and you're going to have an elevated azinophil count. Yeah. So presumably they have to tell you that question. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and you think about a weird Swedish person migrating all around the place. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, when you say... Simple pulmonary isophilia, it's reserved for idiopathic causes because you can get similar appearances in response to injuries, especially to parasitical drug reactions. Fine, and that would then be like a reactive eosinophilic yeah, pneumonia exactly. as or opposed whatever. to a simple. simple. Yeah, got you. Okay. That's a nice chronic, differentiation. Yeah. Um, it's a good differential to have in your chronic consolidation. Nice. Extensive alveolar filling and interstitial infiltration with inflammatory eosinophils. Consolidation is patchy and peripheral with an upper lobe predominance. Unlike simple pulmonary isinophilia, the pattern of consolidation can remain unchanged for months. Okay. 
it responds rapidly to sterilness. That's very interesting. Mm. You wonder why, like how we're let, uh, how we're allowed to report CTs having never read this stuff. <laughs> like, that'd be a really useful thing to tell someone, wouldn't it? Anyway, yeah. Um, finally, we're moving on to our pulmonary vasculitis. Yes. And I like these. Three, I knew you would. They're weird. What are they? So Churg Strauss. Which is that one? Oh, is Churg Strauss not allowed to? I think that one's been changed as well. Has it? Was he a Nazi as well? It's very maybe. similar name, so maybe that's uh, it. It's also called, I'm just going to read it, allergic angiitis and granulomatosis. Oh, no, no I've, I've said is an infinite granulomatosis with polyangiitis. It's not in there. Did you know how vaginal is, is granulomatosis with polyangiitis? Yeah. This is isinophilic granulomatosis with polyangiitis. Interesting. Anyway. I've never heard that. Okay. Fine. Tell me. So this one, Churg Strauss is P anchor. Yeah. And what's it associated with? Uh, asthma. And peripheral isinophilia. Peripheral isinophilia. Which is actually for useful sure. for the whole isinophilic granulomatosis. Yes, it's very useful. Sorry. <laughs> Um, and this one, so you get like pulmonary, you get alveolar hemorrhage basically. So you just get patches of um, ground glass. Yeah, most common appearance is peripheral glass. Central alveolar? Peripheral, excuse or me. Ground glass. Okay. Great. Next. Uh, I think the next one is more the hemorrhage one. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. So the next one is granulomatosis with polyangitis. No. Are you vagueness? No, before that one. Microscopic polyangiitis. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and that's the one I think that is the hemorrhage. And that's pulmonary hemorrhage. Yeah. Please excuse me. It's the microscopic and that's polyangiitis more central? is the most common cause of pulmonary hemorrhage with renal failure. P anchor is positive. Imaging shows diffuse central predominant ground mm. glass representing hemorrhage. Excuse me, I got my Churg Strauss and my... So I'm going to go back. Yeah. Um, what was the features in Churg Strauss? So Churg Strauss, you get... Peripheral eosinophilia, probably got asthma, and then on imaging you've got these peripheral ground glass or consolidating exactly. bits. Whereas microscopic polyangitis is also P anchor positive. Yes. You might get renal failure, yes. uh, and then you've got these like pulmonary hemorrhages that are central ground glass. Very good, perfect. And then finally, finally we've got granulomatosis with polyangitis. Yeah. A, a previously known as vagueness. Yeah. Uh, which is you get uh, triad. A triad, triad. <laughs> I always love that triad, triad of ooh cavitating lesions. And this is in general in the body. Sorry, I'm not. Talking so you get that. sinus disease, yeah. lung involvement, yeah. and pss, 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 what's that? <laughs> Renal. <laughs> piss, piss, piss. <laughs> uh, Renal involvement, yeah. kidney involvement. Okay. I'm into that. Okay, and what's positive? C anchor. Yeah, very good. Um, and um, in the lungs, what In the lungs, you get more than one cavity. And they're cavitary nodules. Cavitary nodules, thank you. Which is actually, it's useful to know because I think what it is is normal lung, then you get nodules, and then they start And then they cavitate, yeah. Um, really nice. Don't respond to antibiotic ther therapy. And if they're filled with fluid, must you consider? You must consider if they're infected. Superimposed infection. Very good. Bravo. We're doing well. Bravo. So we're going to include, just very quickly, yep. 
iatrogenic lung disease. Yeah. Uh, and what are the two main things in those? Radiation and drugs. Yeah. Okay. So, um, sorry. No, it's okay. So, essentially, pulmonary drug reaction may elicit any of the injury responses. So that we've spoken about. So, just include it in your yeah. essentially. And then radiation... So radiation you get, it's non-anatomical non is the main thing. Yes. Um, and then there's two sort of... Two stages, the, tell me. The non-anatomical thing you're talking about is a radiation pneumonitis. Okay. Early stage, within one month of radiotherapy, most severe three to four months after treatment, and features a ground glass centred on the radiation port, um, although further extension is... Quite common. Common, yeah. and then... Uh, non-anatomic distribution. Yeah. So you get like weird lines that shouldn't be there. Exactly. Yeah. Like clear lines yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, and then radiation fibrosis is the late stage. Mm. So it's the same, but with fibrotic changes. Okay. And again, Tell me, within sorry. the radiation port, so quite a specific area. So fibrosis, traction bronchiectasis within the radiation port. Yeah. What does the radiation port so mean? So the bit that the beam is aiming to. Fine. So you, what you need to think is like, what are you going to be giving radiation from? So if it's like anterior lungs and you see like a mastectomy, then you're going to think breast cancer, yeah. classical, or the only thing I guess like lymphoma or like something. Sarcoma or lymphoma. Yeah, yeah. And then that's going to be more adjacent to the stank. Fine. Okay. Um, but quite like a specific location of fibrosis, I think, is what they'd show you. And then maybe evidence of previous cancer. Yeah. Other time. Very good. Okay, um, very nice. I think we'll leave the rest for another. Leave the rest for another, kind of guards.